Welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. Uh, this is the official podcast of the Sheffield Board Games Club. Uh, this is episode 23, and I'm delighted and I'm thrilled to have Samuel with me today. Samuel, you're back again. Hello, Samuel. Hello. Yes, Hello. it's been a while since I've been on one of these. Yeah, yeah, I've missed you. Yeah, it's been a good few time. months. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's good to have you back on again. Thanks for joining yeah. me. Yeah, no problem. So uh, Samuel and myself are going to talk about uh, a few of the games that we played recently at the club. Uh, we're going to talk about the top three games that we've played at the club that really impressed us. So we'll explain a little bit about that later on. Uh, but before we get all to all that, um, I just wanted to let you know that the club is back up and running again. We're we're open. We're uh, running every Tuesday evening at the University Arms, and we also have the Sunday session as well. So if anybody wants to come down and join us and play some board games, come down and see us. Um, you can bring your own games. We've got club library that um, they can play you can pick from those games uh, we're a really friendly group as well uh, so if you're not sure or you know if you don't know what to play um, you can speak to one of the club members and we'll either get you into a game or we'll play a game with you from the club library whatever it, it might be so uh, I really encourage anyone who wants to uh, wants to come down to come and say hello so before we get to the podcast as well um, just a quick mention about um, a game that I've received recently uh, and this is Ticket to Ride Europe. This is the 15th anniversary edition that I ordered. So that turned up in the post the other day. I've missed out on some of the other ones. Uh, you know, some of the other collector's editions. So there was a Ticket to Ride 10th anniversary edition. And there's been a few other games that I would have quite liked, like Takedo that had a collector's edition and a few others as well. Um, if, if you've got any collector's edition, Samuel, if you've got any other... I've, well, I've got the, the Terraforming Mars big box. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's with the um, yeah, with the 3D pieces and everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a really nice one. Yeah. And then I've got the um, Catan 3D Collector's Edition. Oh yeah, yeah. They recently released a new version of that, actually. I think. All right. Yeah. Um, at the expo, I think it was available at the expo. It's just just yeah. been released. This was the original one that came out uh, yeah. 15 years ago or something. I can't remember now. Yeah. Um, which I managed to fairly expensively grab a couple that's the trouble with them yeah these kind of it's editions they are easily bit. the most i've paid for a board game but it was hadn't hadn't been played actually so it wasn't bad for a it was essentially yeah. a second well essentially a second-hand copy unplayed second-hand copy they, they, they are a bit of a premium uh, and i i yeah i know what you're saying about the second-hand copy i think you were probably lucky to get it because they are usually released in fewer yeah. numbers aren't they so yeah, they are two and a half sometimes difficult the, to get hold of yeah there were two and a half thousand of the Catan mm. ones uh, isn't that many really is it yeah not that many no yeah this ticket to ride it's uh it's it's kind of the uh the upgraded version so it's, it's a slightly bigger board it's got like little plastic um unique trains and uh so the game's exactly the same it's the same game it's just normal ticket to ride europe but um it's obviously a bit more a bit more expensive <laughs> it comes in a slightly yes. bigger box and uh yeah it yeah. looks nice though but I, I really like ticket to ride so it's uh it's one that plays quite well with two players. I play with Tracer quite a lot, and obviously it plays up to five, I think. Yeah. Five usually, isn't it? So it was, yeah, yeah something yeah. I wanted to, to invest in to, to get hold of. So, yeah, yeah I'm dead with it so far. Yeah, same for me with Catan, really. I like to play Catan mm. quite a lot. And, you know, have yeah, nice yeah. 3D pieces. It comes in a lovely wooden chest as well. They, have, they haven't done that with a new one. I think that's just in a, a fancier box. It's not actually mm. in a... The chest, but the chest was a, was an extra, definitely an extra selling piece with proper little nice little brass handles and a. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah, <laughs> really nice. Definitely adds to it. Yeah, and and the thing is, they'll they'll return the value as well, aren't they? So they're, they're yeah. expensive to sort of buy in the first place, but they'll yeah. they'll keep some of that value. So if you if you do want to get rid of it later on, it, yeah, it, you know you can do. But if you want to keep it, you know it's worth 
you know, yeah. it's worth a little bit if uh, you kind of keep hold of it. But um, yeah, it's uh, becoming more of a common thing, I guess, now with with these kind of games. Yeah, and my my Catan actually, it's not even just the base game; it's got the Settlers and Knights expansion, the Cities oh, and Knights expansion yeah. as well. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. Is it compatible with like normal expansions? Then can you mix in like the normal? Um, the, the cards I like different sizes or something. N- well, they might be. I mean, mm. it's got it's probably got all the all the necessary cards. I don't know. I've only right. ever played Seafarers once, yeah. um, so I don't know. Obviously, the tiles would look different, so I don't know how that would work. Uh, yeah. So the ticket to ride one it is it's not compatible because the the trains are bigger, so okay. you can't fit them on like a standard board. Okay. Um, I think the cards are the same size, but the, the different okay. backs and things. But yeah, the Ticket to Ride one's got the Big Cities expansion in with it as well. Okay. So that, yeah. that's good. That gives you a bit of uh, a replay value. Yeah, I feel like my fancy Gitem uh, probably wouldn't be compatible with mm, other things. Yeah, really. yeah. I yeah. have got I have got an ordinary Gitem as well. Yeah. Which I, had, I had before I got the uh, ex- the Inflected Edition. So uh, anything else you'll be up to? Any other news or anything? Yeah. The things I've got really since then are one or two Kickstarters that have arrived. Like the, oh, really? Yeah. Mars Big Box, the Steampunk Rally Kickstarter with the was it Steampunk Rally Fusion along with the base set. That's a reprint, isn't it? That's already yeah. out, I think. Yeah, I played yeah. it before the, the the standard version. Yeah, I've got yeah. a few more on the way. Oh, and I've yeah. acquired Fog of Love as well from Ziad. who left. Oh, so got, right, I yeah. Free, so yeah. yeah, I've never actually played that one, but it looks interesting. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to read the rules and play it with my girlfriend this weekend. Mm. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, that I'm sounds good. I'm wanting to try it, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to let us know how that Yeah, we'll do. Plays. Yeah. <laughs> it's, meant, it's meant to be fairly good, I think. Okay, okay. So uh, some of the games we played recently then. So at the club, uh, recently I've played a game called Aquatica. This is from 2019. It plays between one and four players. takes between 30 and 60 minutes, and it's by the designer Ivan Tavosky and the publishers Arcane Wonders. So this is a uh, Euro-style game where you're trying to get points by collecting lands, basically. You've got lands that have got like points on them, and you click those. Uh, the way that you collect them is you've got a hand of cards, and each card that you play gives you like an action. So you play a card that gives you like a special action, which might be to get more cards, or it might be to um, buy these lands with money, or you can conquer them with power. And when you get the lands, you like slide them into your player board. So each player has their own player board and they're kind of they're like triple kind of layered. So they kind of slide in between uh, the layers and then it hides like the top part of the card. They like slide into the player board, which is a bit unusual. <laughs> but basically down the left hand side of these uh, of these location cards are like a row of icons. Uh, and these will give you special powers. They'll give you uh, abilities that you can do. They'll give you coins that you can buy more lands with. Um, they'll let you recruit characters which give you more cards to play and it's one of those games where you play cards out of your hand and they're discarded so you play a card to do an action and then you do whatever the action is either buying a location or you know getting, getting conquering it with power or you might want to sort of refresh the display so all the cards that are in display sort of get discarded and then you draw some new ones from the deck and then the, the one of the cards in your hand lets you pick up all the cards that you played previously so you play all your cards out, you do the actions you want to do, and then you play this card, and as you pick them all back up again into your hand, so you can play them, play them again. So, so the goal is to uh, to get these uh, locations onto your player board. You kind of slide them up, so you, you use your actions to slide them up to the bottom, and then you can score them, uh, and that's worth points at the end of the game. And then there's a few um, game end uh, goals that you can go for as well. 
So you can try and get like a certain number of characters in your deck or a certain number of locations on your board, and that'll score you some points as well. So it's basically a race to to get and score these uh, these locations as as quickly as you can. So the the first thing that you see when you when you play this game is kind of the artwork and the look of it. It's all in like a kind of deep blue color. Uh, the color is because it's all set underwater. It's like a like an underwater theme. So. Um, you've got like uh, sharks in there that, that give you special powers and all the characters like underwater characters and things like that so the, the artwork's pretty good and it looks really nice plays fairly quickly so like i said play, it took us probably about just under an hour to play it the, the actions that you get are basically just the ones that are in your hand so you do get quite a choice a few choices at the start you might have like four or five different cards you know you can play to their actions at the start of the game so you, you haven't got a million things to think about you just do one of the things that's on the on the cards and you try and uh, try and conquer these locations and trying to get to the goals before the other players. So uh, there's a couple of couple of positives about this game. So like I said, the thing works really good. Um, it's got nice artwork. Uh, the player boards where you like slide the locations into, they're pretty good as well. They work really well. Um, so it's like all nice production and everything. You have these like little plastic mantas as well uh, that give you like special abilities and special actions that you can do. So they're they're quite neat. They've got these like little they could have been like tokens or something like that, but they're like little plastic mantas with like symbols printed on them. So they're yeah, quite cool. Just looking at the pictures now. Yeah, they're nice. The mantas yeah, in the yeah. yeah, quite nice. Um, so it's a, it, overall it's a, it's an okay game. I found it all right. I, I've got a few little niggles with it though. Um, I don't think the rule book was very good. Um, at kind of explaining the rules and how to play. There, there are a lot of questions that we had, even you know when we were playing the game. Uh, and even if we, you know, I played it with Scott and and um, uh, and I played it before and Scott's played it before and we still had a few questions about how do certain things, you know, how do certain things work. Uh, so I don't think the rule book's particularly brilliant. And and also some of the rules are a little bit fiddly as well. Um, so when you take the abilities on your locations, sometimes you, you don't actually get the ability. So you, so you slide the cards up in your board and you don't actually get the ability. Sometimes you do get it. Sometimes you use it for an ability and then it triggers something else and then sometimes you don't get that. So it's a bit fiddly in that respect in that you don't always, you know, it's a bit tricky to kind of work out what you what you need to be doing and what you can do on a, t- on a turn. Uh, and then the other thing that I, I thought was a little bit fiddly was on the location cards, all the icons down the left, left-hand side where you, where you get these abilities, they're just little dots with an icon in them. So it, it, on your board, it's okay. You know, you can you can combo different things. So you can slide one up, and that'll give you an action, or it'll give you a coin towards something else, and then you'll play a card, and that'll give you an, you know an action to do to do something else. So there's a, a little bit of a combo action there. But because these um, because these like icons are really small, you can't see what like other people are doing on their boards. Uh, so you know they've got a row of cards in there, half hidden in their boards, and then the that you know it's, it's their turn and they take an action then they slide this open and that does this and then that does this and and you know you don't know if they're doing it right or if you you know if you miss something or if they've missed something it's <laughs> it's hard to see what other people are actually doing as well so i, I think the cards could have been you know color-coded or had a bit of bigger kind of blocks on them instead of these icons on the left hand side so uh, overall i quite enjoyed it i've enjoyed playing it i played it at two players and i played it at four players and it and it, and it, it works well at either play count it has got a solo mode as well but i haven't tried that so you can play it just one player if you want to uh so it's a, it's a good game but there's a few little niggly things that just stop it from from becoming like a really good or a, or a great game unfortunately it's just a little bit too fiddly for its own good so that was that was aquatica it's not one i've played um sounds interesting though 
Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to play. Yeah, it's got yeah, nice mechanics worth, and everything. Worth playing it. Well, mm-hmm. Potentially be tempted to try. And then uh, the other the other game that I wanted to talk about was one that we've we've both played together. Yep. So this is a game called Cosmic Frog. Uh, this is from 2020. Two to six players. Takes between 45 and 90 minutes. And it's by the designer Jim Felly. And the publisher is Devious Weasel Games. So we, we played this at the club, uh, and, and it's the first time I've played it. I think you've, uh, you've only played it once as well, haven't you? So yeah. Obviously, we're, we're talking from like first impressions here. <laughs> but um, uh, it's um, it's kind of an action game where you, you've got like a, a board with all these tiles on front of you, like a, a central board, and it's got all these land tiles. Uh, and you control one of these two-mile-high cosmic frogs that are kind of bouncing around the board, <laughs> swallowing yes. up land, and then you... Uh, you regurgitate the land into your vault to, to score points. <laughs> so it's it's a, re- a bit of a strange theme, but um, the, the artwork on it is really distinctive. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like a, a retro kind of uh, comic book, like French comic book kind of style. I, I really liked it. I thought the, the, yeah. the art was good. The, the theme's a bit yeah, weird, yeah. but it's kind of like like a mystical kind of theme as well. So yeah. but I, I, it allows the theme to stand out. Yeah, and yeah, it does, it does. It's a good opening line. You're playing two mile high immortal frogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a different thing to just about any other board game. It, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different to the usual like get resources and build buildings kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. So I appreciate appreciate that, uh, and appreciate it probably not for everybody as well. So some people are probably going to be turned off by that, but I, I, I thought that was fine. Yeah. I thought it was all right. So so you're basically playing this frog. You've got like a special ability that you can use. You, you're bouncing around, uh, swallowing up these land tiles. And eventually, <clears throat> you'll get some. Uh, you'll go to your vault and you'll drop them off, and th- and they'll score your points at the end of the game. There's a little bit of combat as well. I think it's uh, quite combat oriented. So, yeah, uh, if you Fight bounce into it. other frogs, you can steal from their uh, from their gullet, from their you know the store that they've got before they drop them off to to score the points. And the you lands. Can steal, you can steal from the vault as well if they're. In you, the, you can do if you knock them off the board. They go into these outer dimensions, don't they? Yeah. And then and you, you can, can you can raid the vault and pull pull um, lands from there to, to score them. So there is a bit of conflict in there. It's not one of the Euro games where there's like no interaction. There is a bit of yeah uh, a bit of conflict and uh, and a bit of dice rolling as well. So yeah, for the um, you, yeah. It, I didn't mind the dice rolling too much though because it kind of mitigated it a bit. You've got these little crystals that you can use. Yeah. And if you've got enough left over, you can kind of use them to like roll two dice instead of one, or you can re-roll with certain abilities yeah, and things and like that. Yeah, certain dice are so, slightly stronger than other dice, depending. Yeah, on. yeah, you've got different types of dice. It's not too bad. It, it is obviously random because you're just rolling the dice, and like the defenders rolling a dice. So the, there are going to be times where you just get bashed into and then, you know, knocked into the outer dimensions. Yeah, or well, whatever. I, I, that's I part one, of the game, isn't yeah, it? I had one where I say where I roll a double six and still mm. didn't win the combat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, our our game was quite unusual as well because it was over quite quickly. Um, yeah. It it kind of ends when you when you turn over these like uh, splinter tiles, which yeah. are like on the bottom of the land. So if you if you turn over so many of those, then that that triggers kind of the end of the game. So in our case, it was a bit unusual because we found quite a few early on. So yeah. Well, Rick probably should have destroyed, last, Rick destroyed a fair bit of land and got a, Rick had a power that I didn't eat bits of. Yeah. The, bottom of the land so then they got they could be then turned over so that, that pushed it a little bit didn't it yeah yeah <laughs> and same power so i to explode bits of land as well yeah that matter so that found some more but i guess if, if you didn't get that power or if you you know if you didn't find as many 
of those splinter things at the start, then it would have lasted a little bit longer. And yeah, I, I didn't mind it being quick though. Cause that's kind of yeah, like how the game plays. It just yeah. that's just what happened in that particular game. So yeah. I'm sure if we played it again, it would be it would be quite different depending yeah. on what powers other, people have got. The things. other the other unique mechanic that it seems to have is that the player order isn't just you just go around. You've got a little deck that tells you which player's going next, which is interesting. And thinking about that earlier, I think it's because that also ties into they have. After you've gone through that once, you put a couple of cards in that that will, you know, do a couple of things, do different things if they come up. So I guess it's partly to so that they could have implemented that because if you hadn't got mm. the player order deck, those cards would be like, how do we implement them into the game? How, how would we make them come up at random times? Yeah, it, it's quite cool as well because sometimes you, uh, you you take a turn and you take an action and then you know a few of the people would go and then you'd get a couple of actions maybe in a row or perhaps they get a couple of actions in a row yeah. or. I mean, you don't do anything for a while because probably Phil at the start. Where, yeah, didn't have <laughs> anything for a bit, and then yeah, yeah. Phil, and, Phil and Matt had about ten actions in a row between them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Point. We were just sitting there going, "Can we have a turn?" But your turns are fairly quick, and yeah, yeah. through run through the deck, everyone will have the same number of turns in total. Like it's about five turns. Yeah. Um. So it is fair in that sense. It's more a case of when you're going to have your turns and things like that. So I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I, yeah. I had a good time with it. It was all right. Um. Yeah. Like I said, themes a bit weird. But artwork's a bit weird, but I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it might be nice to play it again because it was yeah, quite a quick game. Because I, I did it with two yeah. things in my vault, which wasn't very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't feel like I'd got very far. Yeah. Um, but that's just the way it went. Yeah, it'd be interesting to play it again and see how it, how it differs. But I, I yeah. enjoyed it from what we did play and what we saw of it. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, certainly the theme definitely stands out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you're after kind of a, a, an esoteric theme or something that's a bit, you know, oddball or a bit out there, then it's probably probably a good one. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that company, um, whatever it was, Weasel, they do some odd themed games. Matt was telling us yesterday. Yeah, I, I meant to have a look at uh, this, some of the other games I, I they had, do. I had yeah. a quick look last night. They've got some other quite interesting ones. They had. Yeah. A, I yeah. found one that was a different style of game, or even one I'd seen before. It was it was co. It wasn't it was sort of in between you start well it's a game that started off cooperatively mm. and then becomes competitive at the end <laughs> which is interesting it, it was cool yeah. i call it as cool now co something else had a different thing yeah but if you yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see what other stuff they do yeah yeah, yeah. if you yeah i forgot the name of the i know something what is it what was it weasel i can't remember what it was called uh D- devious weasel devious weasels yeah so if you yeah. like your own themes they might have they've got maybe half a dozen games or something might mm. find something interesting there that's yeah. Theme. yeah, I meant to check them out. Yeah, I'm going to have to definitely have a look. And I've, see only, what the, I've only, yeah, I've only had a quick look last week. So, so that game was Cosmic Frog. Yes, uh, continuing, so, continuing the water theme, which you seem uh-huh. to have got going after Aquatica and then Frogs. Um, <laughs> one of my recent purchases was Oceans, which is a standalone game in the Evolution series, which is two to four players. Um, 2020 came out. And it's by that's published by North Star Games. It's yeah, so it's in the in the line of the Evolution games. Mm. Which I've I've played one of them digitally, but that's about it. But I quite like the idea of sort of building up your different species and reacting to things. Mm-hmm. I watched the Shut Up and Sit Down review of this a few probably a few months ago now, and thought, oh, yeah, that looks quite interesting. And then I I got it from Patriot Games, our funny local gaming store, mm-hmm. and played it a few times. And so it's a kind of an engine building game so each turn you'll be adding to a species you've already got or making a new species or possibly moving some fish about and then one of your species will feed and get some fish 
but then all of your species will then age so you have to take a fish off each of them and that becomes your points at the end of the game and so you've got to think about making sure each if, if you've got multiple species because only one of them feeds you've got to make sure that other ones will also be able to generate food in different ways but there's a lot of ways of doing that so some things will just you can just feed from the reef you can attack other people's species or indeed your own species potentially that might be useful mm. um, or some species gain when other species do things so it's there's quite a lot of combos you can do part way through the game it, a different you trigger the cambrian explosion um and that brings into play deep cards which is a separate deck of cards all of which are unique which have sort of generally more powerful effects one or two are sort of more powerful effects of cards in the, the other deck which is called the surface deck Mm. Um, but other ones are much more unique you do all kinds of interesting things yeah make you a big predator or do this or do that so they they're quite just entertaining they're quite mm. yeah quite interesting it's got really lovely artwork um on all, all the cards yeah it looks really colorful doesn't it yeah again sort of quite oceany colors as you'd mm. expect but the you know each each card is nice i think all the deep cards have been done by a variety of artists but actually that doesn't you wouldn't really notice a great deal. It's, all, all the pictures look like they you know, fit into the theme, into the art style. So, mm. yeah, you haven't got a, as much as it's different artists, you haven't got a clash of different styles or anything. But the, the core gameplay is quite nice because you start with a, a species. You know, you have to start by putting them down and then you're feeding that. And as you go around the table, you're reacting to what other people have done on their species, um, which it kind of it does feel like you're, you're evolving. A mm. bit, you know, okay, so he's this person's now got quite defensive. Rob, well, I can't really attack him. Let's have this thing then, or oh, that one's getting quite a lot of things. So maybe I'll get an attacking species now, or maybe this is running out, or whatever things like that. And there's, there's a few extra little bits. You've got a couple of like the game calls them scenario cards, which is slightly odd thing because it's not <laughs> it's not a scenario based game. As mm. we don't most games would understand by the word scenario, but they add little things that come into play whenever a couple of sections of the board have run out of fish. So they can they can trigger extra things. We had I had one game where one um, one of those triggered extra feeding, which added to the extra feeding you trigger when the cabin explosion happens. So suddenly, and then one of my species had extra feeding again. So suddenly I went, we suddenly had just massive amounts of feeding going on, <laughs> and everybody's species just died out one after the other <laughs> because we couldn't feed enough. Because if you if you can't feed enough in a, in a turn, your that species will die. Um, so you just lost it. You can you can always get you know go to get another one. But yeah, it's quite a nice little engine building thing. I've played it a few times. Yeah. It's never quite the same. Uh, obviously, each species is limited on how many different traits you can have on it, but um, there are cards that, again, extend that. Well, it's more like a card game, isn't it? There's, yeah, it's, it's a card like game, generally. kind of cards. Um, and it's got the... I, I can remember seeing it. It's got, like, little uh, bowls in the middle with the fishing. Yeah. Uh, for, your, for your feeding and stuff. Uh, how, how competitive is it? Kind of interactive with the other players. Is it um, gonna, it's very interactive players? because you can you can attack the other players. One thing I do quite like is that you, you'll have various trait cards that say when the species on the left or the right does something, and yeah. that just wraps around player to player. So oh, yeah. your left species, that's wherever the next person's species is. Mm-hmm. So there can be when somebody else's species does something, your species gets something. So there's various other cards that will interact with different that will interact like that. Yeah, can be quite good. So. Yeah. And what 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 kind of species are in the game? Are they like jellyfish and fish and reptiles? Yeah, and stuff I mean you, like don't that? That that, stuff? you don't have anything. You don't have anything represents sort of your species. There's no card that represents your species. Oh, as right. well. You've got like a little board, then you have the traits that that species has next to it. Right. So that whole thing together is a species, yeah. uh, which has certain traits. 
like quick or camouflage or things like that. Yeah, um, they'll they'll give you special abilities. Yeah, they give you yeah they give you special mm. abilities like, to do different things or we'll generate food at different times. Or you know. And how, how many players does it go up to? How two, many can you two play? To four, two to four players. Oh right, okay. So yeah, sounds good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I think it works probably. If you're, I've played it at both two and four players. I'm possibly yeah. players. In it. I think it works fine at all of those player counts. I think. So if you liked the games in the Evolution series, I think you'll like this one. Yeah, I did. I did recently play the um, the Oceans one, uh, the bigger one, the board game one, um, at, the, at the Sunday session, and uh, that was. It sounds like the themes very similar. You get like a species, and you get like a abilities and things that you can put on them, and so it sounds a very similar thing. But obviously, it, might, it sounds a bit more streamlined. The the Oceans one sounds a bit more yeah streamlined in what what you can do and what yeah you know what actions you get and things like that. Yeah, I think I think from bit i've played of the digital one of i think it was just evolution it just mm. a little bit streamlined but it's but uh, still but still quite a lot still quite a lot to do and quite a lot that you can yeah you know, and I, I, really, I really like the deep deck because that adds all sorts of interesting things um i mean that's somebody for that comes in part way through the game but after the last game i was wondering if i would i might try a try a house really one game of having it from the start oh yeah see, well that was like this is a, mm. a change because mm. there are some really interesting things in there yeah. Yeah, it sounds it like really, one. Really change how your species work and things. It can make it, you know, attack and grab absolutely loads of stuff. You know, because um, in the in the last game I played, normally a species board you can have up to about nine populations on it. I managed to get a couple of traits on one that allowed it to have up to about, I think it was twenty three population or something. <laughs> which is quite mad. Yeah. And then any any population on your species at the end score as well as the ones you've uh, okay, got yeah. from aging. So yeah, that can. Potentially give you quite a bit of points, mm. but no, I, I quite liked it. And like I said, the art's really nice. So yeah, it does look lo- good. Yeah, yeah, lovely nice. pictures. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, the uh, uh, the next bit is uh, what games have you played at the club that really impressed you, but you don't actually own that aren't your games. So if you're like me, Samuel, you probably go to the club, you take your own games there, and obviously you enjoy those. You like playing those yeah. games that you that you really like. Uh, and also you'll play other people's games as well so other people bring games and you know some are bad some are good <laughs> some, yeah, are, some are really good some are like yeah. really impressive so I, I i was wondering what what games you played you know that you don't own that you haven't played before that you played at the club that really impressed you that you really enjoyed so i've, I've got a few here i've got three that i picked out that that i um that I, i'm just gonna quickly talk about but um did, did you find that did you find that it was a difficult list to, to sort of come up with did you, did you uh, just have some off the top of your head or did you have to think about it's a bit, it's a bit tricky because it's getting on for five years nearly of for me now at the club so it's, yeah yeah quite a think, lot of games played in uh, that time probably <laughs> yeah so i tried to think once that well i was trying to think it was that i um was impressed by when i didn't when i played them i hadn't owned them at the time but perhaps do own them now yeah um does that count for the <laughs> I, I i picked three games out and i own two of these now okay. so one one i think i probably I, own, I own all these now. It's difficult All right, well, that, that just proves how, think, how good they are then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really got... I don't think really... I don't know there's much of an order to this, but... Yeah. The first one so I mentioned is, is uh, one of the games I played at my very first meet, actually. Yeah. Uh, the Sunday session. All right. October Sunday session in 2016, yeah. uh, which is Colt Express. And that oh, became yeah. that became my first uh, game purchase since I, after I joined the club. Yeah, uh, because I, I just well, I obviously I really enjoyed it. The, with, you know, I wasn't sure when, when we got when we uh, it was chosen at the time because I didn't really know anything about mm. it. 
Mm-hmm. Another player we played with said, "Yeah, this is a good game," and yeah, it was good fun. It's uh, it's an action well, it's an action programming game, which is a type I quite like, and they can tend to be quite chaotic and silly. And I do I do quite enjoy a good bit of a silly game with the mm-hmm. chaos element. And you're not quite sure what's going to happen, whether anything's going to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the three D train is quite a nice bonus as well. That's uh, yeah, it's nice. Nice looking. Yeah, stands out. Yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah, yeah, and I think it plays up to about six players as well. Yeah, that as well, doesn't six. it? it? Plays yeah. quite a lot. So yeah. if it's like a more, bigger more group. Is it you need it's at least three, really. It's not so good. I don't think you can do it with two, but you sort of I think you have to control yeah. two bandits yeah. each. So I never actually tried that. Never been that tempted. But it's a nice. It's a nice, relatively light game. Yeah, yeah. sub an hour probably. Yeah. Uh, quite quite easy to teach because you can just just sort of go through the cards, see mm. what the cards do, and how you know. I obviously like that one enough to be make it my first purchase at the club. So oh, brilliant, it's yeah. one of the ones that I mean, I've obviously played quite a lot of new games that day. Yeah. <laughs> Basically entirely new games. That that one um, stuck out as one of the ones I certainly enjoyed it most oh, of the time. Yeah. I, I can see how it would leave an impression that one. It's it is quite one of those games that's going to stand out, isn't it? Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So my, my first one is uh, a game that I played back in 2015. I think it was maybe when it first came out. Uh, this is Rise of Augustus. So okay. I, I tend to like games where uh, everybody goes at the same time. So like drafting games, and this is this isn't a drafting game. This is more like a bingo game. You have a bag with some tokens in, and you have some cards in front of you with some icons on. So people, uh, you'll draw a token out of the bag, and then you'll put a, a token on this uh, card to say what you know, cover up the icon that's come out of the bag. And you're trying to complete the cards, uh, which you call objectives. And then some of the cards will just score you points. Some will give you special abilities. There are bonuses that you can pick up for getting like certain types of cards, uh, things like that. There are attacking cards, so you can like make other people discard their completed objectives, or they can take their tokens off cards that have already been completed. So. Uh, Rise of Augustus was kind of one that kind of just clicked for me. It was just one of those uh, sort of kind of instantly understood and it kind of really made sense how to play it. So I, I really enjoyed playing it the first time. Um, and I've played it quite a few times since. Um, in fact, I think it's in the club library now. Um, yeah, I think it might so, be. I've, I've played it once. I, remember, I can remember playing it once yeah. a few years ago. Hmm. It has actually been rethemed now. It's um, It's been released as like a magic theme. Is it Via Magica? Yeah, Via, Via Magica is okay. a new version of this game. Um, so that's kind of the sa- exactly the same game. It's just being rethemed into kind of a magic and you're, and you're sort of building spells instead of completing objectives, but it's the same sort of thing. Personally, I prefer the Roman theme. Uh, might be a bit drier, but I prefer the historical theme on that one. But yeah, that was my first pick, Rise of Augustus. Okay. So my second one is one I played more much more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first time, and actually only yet, just because it's the kind of game that if somebody has it at the club, we don't need more copies, and that is Decrypto, mm. uh, which Phil brings every week. So there's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be at the club, so I don't really need to buy yeah. copies to play it at the club. Yeah. I may buy a copy eventually to play elsewhere, but this is one of these team-based, giving clues to words games, mm. a little bit like Code Games, which I've sort of played before before that. What I, like, I don't know, what I like about Decrypto is partly when you give the clues, they can be literally anything. Mm. Uh, although usually it seems to devolve into sort of giving one. <laughs> um, so you, you, just, just sort of single word clues usually. <laughs> what it devolves yeah. into. Um, but so you get, each team has four words um, and 
each each turn they'll uh, one member will give clues to three of them um to the other team members and they have to work out which words they've given clues to and say but we don't put one to four so you know we think it's they work out what they think and then say something like we think it's three two four and then the other team is sort of it's, it's interesting and uh, so the other team obviously hears that and can try and work out what your words are although mm-hmm. actually what's also interesting is that isn't actually the the point of the game the point isn't actually to work out what the team's words are you don't well that is obviously a big help but it's not um the winning condition because you actually have to um you generally win by successfully guessing twice what uh, words the opponent's clues were to and in in the right order yeah and so if you if you can work out what the words were obviously it's much easier to work out um <laughs> what the clues might be to, might be to so obviously at the beginning you've got no idea what they are because the, mm. the clues are obviously designed to be a bit abstract and not not linked so if you've got you know if you've got fire you're not going to you know the first two or three clues that aren't going to be something like flames red and hot because mm. that would start getting very easy you you do i don't know you might do cannon or you might do shout or you might you might you know, try and find some <laughs> words or yeah. might try and link it to the i don't know if it's a song title or a film or something or yeah you, you're trying to make like it obscure that. but not it's obscure enough that they're not going to guess it are yeah you? To, yeah something tangent to it yeah, yeah. you yeah. Sort of games. obscure yeah, but also make sure they don't refer to too many different clues because if you get yeah. if your team gets the things wrong twice your team loses yep so, so you need you, to make sure they know what you'll yes yeah, so you, you can't just give you, you can't just give sort of really simple clues or whatever because yeah you can't make it too easy to guess because otherwise the other team will get it but then if you if you make it too obscure you run the risk of losing but yeah. it, it, it's the kind of game that suits my sort of my cryptic brain because I do, I do a lot of things like cryptic crosswords and things like that mm. and i enjoy sort of trying to find clever ways of um coming up with clues for things yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, like, I really like that one as well. Yeah, I played it a few yeah. times. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's really one, good. one game I wasn't involved in, but um, I sort of saw the end of one of the three sets of clues I could have done for that was something like, I think it was something like Mario, Pac-Man, Prince of Persia, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been quite good to, to link to three of them with different words, yeah. <laughs> which is quite good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's quite fun if you can do so, if you can link the clues together. I mean, again, that's obviously optional, yeah. but that can, be, that can be quite good. I think the three clues I did in the most recent game I played were, I think it was Lisa Simpson, the 7th of July 2005, and the Adams family <laughs> <laughs> were, the, were the clues I gave. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's 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 a really good game that one. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's quite difficult to explain. It's not. Um, yeah, I remember the first time I played it, we were getting ourselves an absolute knots. Yeah, to understand it. Get, getting everyone to understand the game. It was very. But, but now, as, now as, it's fine. Yeah, as soon as you play that first round, though, it, it clicks, yeah, doesn't it? And you understand straight away what you're doing. Understand what's going on. It's just. And, and I think the advantage is if you've played like code names, one of the players is the code master. Yeah. And it's up to it's up to that person to give the clues, and they're kind of on the spot. Whereas this one, each yeah. player gives clues. Yeah, you get to take it in so, terms. so you you get time to think about you know so what clue you want to give. You probably have one, one, maybe two, possibly three goes if it's a small yeah. team. Take a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I've played a game that lasted two rounds because we got we got the numbers <laughs> wrong twice in a row. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that can happen sometimes. It can happen. Know? It depends yeah, on yeah. you know. You've got to go down a bit. Do I think my teammates know about such and such, or will they get this reference? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Will they know what happened on the seventh of July, two thousand and five? <laughs> <laughs> Do they know anything about the Adams family? So it, it could, you know, it can be quite fun and can be 
Yeah. Quite eventually, with the clues in each game can be quite different because obviously you have a completely different set of words. But that, I sort of it it definitely uh, yeah. It, it's one that very much suits my my brain and what yeah. to. It's uh, it's another one that plays quite high play play count as well. Yeah. Isn't it? Play like play teams of three, three or three four probably each team, quite Four well. players on each team. Yeah. Yeah. And it works well, well well either way. Yeah. Potentially two on each team wouldn't be terrible. Um, um, might allow yeah, you to give, yeah. might, I mean, it, you know, you, you like a one person's knowledge, but at the same time, you might be able to tailor it more to a specific yeah, knowledge. Yeah, there, you know, because you've yeah. really got to do it to one person, so you know quite well you can do it to things like that. Yeah, I mean, so another just to finish another good clue I gave once. We, I think our team had the clue, had the word. What was, I think it was, the, it was just the word water once, and so my my clue to that one round was just H I J K L M N O, which. I was, I was gambling that perhaps our team would get that, which we did. One of the other members of our team knew what I was talking about. The other team were like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, didn't didn't know what was going yeah. on. With it. It, it, yeah, it lets you it lets you like feel really clever because you're giving an obscure yeah. clue to your team, which they understand. In, in, in that then, case, it's it's letters H to O or H to O or water. Yeah, the the other players are listening in and trying to guess it, and, and yeah, yeah. So if you can do things like that, if they're flummoxed, it, yeah, it's a it's a big advantage for your side, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. So your next yeah. game then, Mick. Okay, so my next one is um, quite a big game that I, I didn't think I was going to like, but I got roped into it and I, I ended up really enjoying it and have a, fa- a fantastic time. Uh, this is Terraforming Mars. <laughs> uh, so, so this is a popular my, one my, at the club. Yes, yeah, my favourite game. Oh, uh, is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've seen people playing at the club and they play it with all the expansions and, uh, you know, obviously they know it side out and they're quite good at it yeah uh, I didn't I'm, actually I'm play of, it. I'm, I've been one of those players on yeah, yeah. I didn't actually play it with myself I, I played it with some other people that, that brought it to the club and uh, we just yeah. played the base game we didn't play any expansion or anything yeah. but obviously I knew about it I knew what the theme was and things like that and I thought yeah I'll, I'll jump in you know and play it and stuff but when I actually got into playing it uh, wow, it's brilliant! It's really, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, you, you get cards and you play cards from your hand. You pay money to 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 play these cards. Um, you get resources and you have to terraform Mars. So you have to get the heat up. You have to get the oxygen up. Uh, other people are doing the same things. You get money ready, made it ready for the next round, uh, and then you do it all again. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, uh, yeah, I played this and I had a fantastic time, and I played it again and played it again, and yeah, I really love it. It's, yeah, it's like, like, yeah, like I said, it's it's one of my favourite games. It's a really good engine. I do like a good engine building game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The things I really like in games. Yeah, there's a lot of that with the cards. Of pretty much anything I found, every yeah. card is different. Yeah, um, lots of different things, and so you can get some really nice combos going, and. It's one of those games where the expansions just add more stuff without really adding complexity mm. too much. The turmoil, turmoil is a bit more complicated, more complex than the other ones. So, I, mm. so that's about the only one I wouldn't play with every game. But the other ones I would just chuck in all the time now, really, because it just adds. It's they're not too difficult. Yeah. It just adds more cards, more abilities, uh, more corporations. So you can pick from corporations at the start of the game, which will give make you a bit of a, a pointer. The preludes is a really nice one that adds you, gives you a bit of a boost at the start of the game. Yeah, actually, I think we did play with that one. I, I said I didn't play with the expansions, but I think we did actually play with that because it gives you like a leg up and it gives you like a starting yeah. thing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, now, yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that it has sort of, you know, you get production rather than drafting. It's like a really nice way mm. of sort of, you'll see the cards, you want to cherry pick things you want. It, it takes some, yeah. some of the randomness out of it. There's obviously a bit of what cards come up when. It's, it's the game I've definitely sort of got into the most and really yeah. got into the how to be the best, at, you know, how to do really well at it the best. <laughs> of any of the games I've played, really, it's it's yeah, it's quite a complex game, but 
Um, well, it's 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 the the depth of it is really good. It is it is like you say complex, but the actions that you do each turn are fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, like I say, you've only got the cards in front of you that you've picked, so. Uh, yeah, you, you, are, you know you the actual playing, what you're doing yeah. the how playing it it's really streamlined you and that and that's yeah. what kind of what you know that, that pulled me in i was yeah. expecting it to be like you said really complicated and yeah. like in-depth yeah. everything but it's not really you just play cards it's out not, of your hand and, yeah yeah you're playing cards well, in your hand or using yeah, action yeah. on the card or there's a couple of sort of standard things a few standard things you can do as but, well but like you said the depth of it and the different array of different options that you've got and things that you can do in the game is yeah on the cards you get is really good obviously as the game goes on you probably have more things you can do um, but at the start, it's fairly, very simple. And, you know, yeah. it's giving more production of stuff, and it's it, it's very satisfying when you get commas that work and you get all oh, yeah, that cards yeah. perfect. Yeah. What I'm trying to do, I've got, you know, and some I like I particularly like the stuff that some cards get you discounts and so then like, oh, this card's really cheap now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that particularly, uh, I particularly like that when you get the right sort of combo of things. Yeah, big box editions really good as well. <laughs> yeah, it's got the, little, the 3D pieces now. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite nice. That. So, so that was my game. That was terrifying Mars. So what's your what's your last my one? My last game stayed in, in space actually. My last game is Galaxy Trucker, which is oh I yes, yeah, yeah. Got one of the expansions to it now. Yeah. Um, which I heard about a bit, and I played it um, at the club. This was probably three or four years ago now, and yeah, I just really liked it because it sort of I just enjoyed the sort of the building ship to start with, um, trying to get find the right pieces and sort of a bit of a bit of a hurry there because you've got the timer as well. So that. Mm. Yeah, you can't. You haven't quite got the the freedom to, you know. You, you've got there's a bit of there is a pressure there to get it done in a, in a time limit. So sort of trying to get things together, and then just um, the chaos that then ensues when you go through the different flights and trying to not get your ship blown to pieces, and trying to you know you're trying to sort of well ostensibly everybody wins if you just finish the flights, but mm. you can really sort of you can score based on who's got the most credits at the end of the game as well. Yeah, if, if you're in positive, I think you're all winners, aren't you? You all yeah, win the game. Yeah. <laughs> but whoever well, the, well, the most points is the winnerist. <laughs> yeah, the winningest, yeah, if you like. But I think yeah. it's not. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's another good one. Yeah, I, I like that one as well, yeah. Um, yeah, turning the tiles over and trying to build your spaceship so that, you know, it's kind of prepared, but you're never going to be fully prepared. So. Yeah, you never quite fit everything in. You know, <laughs> yeah. starting on something, probably. Yeah. And they have different sort of connections, so not everything will connect to everything. Yeah, yeah, you can't quite get it fit in the way you want, so you have to kind of you know, have to get imperfectly kind of thing, and then get various different ship boards. That gives you, yeah, weak spots in your in your ship, isn't it? I actually saw a review of this the other day. They've uh, there's a new version coming out, uh, a new printing of it, which is slightly different, but same same game, but okay. slightly different components okay. and artwork and stuff. But yeah, it's in, in print now, so people can go out and buy it. But yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, as well. I mean, it's great. It's the expansions kind of stuff as well. Mm. Uh, making more cards. I think my favourite bit of the expansion is the Rocky Road cards, mm. and they basically make everything ten times worse. <laughs> so you can choose to add <laughs> an amount of those. You could just add one, or I've, you know, if I guess I've added sort of four, <laughs> journey, <laughs> three or four each journey, <laughs> maybe three. But they do things like make it so everything's much more likely to blow apart, which is kind of the fun of the game. Is just yeah. okay, well, ship just end up in like there's starts off with a big ship and finishes with like six components because all of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these things do things like one of them swaps small meteors and big meteors around so whenever you see a small meteor on a car it's actually a big meteor and so that changes it quite a lot because uh, the way yeah. you defend against yeah. the different meteors uh, is, is different and so instead of suddenly instead of a card having six small meteors it's suddenly got six large meteors which is much, <laughs> potentially much worse you've also got things like if a meteor breaks something off it carries on and breaks off the next thing in line as well <laughs> 
which is that can do more damage. Or you've got things yeah. like if you, you have things like this round, if, if it, it, you break up a battery thing, the batteries are all explosive, so then everything in the eight squares around it also blows up <laughs> as well, just to make it super yeah. chaotic yeah in-house. it is it is a bit chaotic yeah um it, but, if you uh, i can i can see why it's not for everybody because there's like that real time yeah. bit where you're kind of building the ship at the start and then obviously you get hammered with all the cards that come in but you, you kind of everybody gets hit the same way don't they so yeah generally. You, you draw a card and you know it affects everybody it's not just like picking on you no you know to destroy your ship everybody towards the front or towards the back can mm. be the person at the front, I think, loses ties in some things because there's mm. some cards that come at zones in effect. Whoever's got the least of a thing has a bad thing happen to them, things like that. So that can yeah. be can be quite interesting. I just I just sort of like the uh, the chaos that can ensue, particularly with the mm. rocky road cards. That really that really magnifies it for me. Is is something I would definitely play with always. And the expansions have a little more types of tiles, so more aliens and things. It's it's one of those where you sort of again each game is fairly different. You know, it's quite fun. You get different ship boards as well, different shaped ships. I think one of the one of the ship boards is oh, a, bit yeah. like the, uh, a bit like the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, the Enterprise. Yeah, like with the like round bit at the front. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. And other ones that have got different rules, even sort of special rules and things. So, so there's, there's a lot of variety, isn't there? Especially yeah. with expansions and stuff. There's a lot of a lot of replay value, yeah. and there's a lot of different uh, tiles that you can pick up and sort of configurations. And like I said, the different cards and things that you can throw in. Yeah, it's, I, never, I it's never going to be the same every each game every that you game, play. Yeah. I mean, I definitely recommend the first expansion, which is called mm. the Big Expansion. Um, mm. That's the one with the Rocky Road cards in it. Although I think you can just print them off as well, but um, mm. it's good fun. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a good one. I find yeah. it's more fun when there's just as much chaos as possible, really. <laughs> which is why I like the Rocky Road cards because that definitely yeah. ensures chaos for things blowing up and there's all yeah. kinds of <laughs> all kinds of sort of twists and rolls that make everything much much worse. <laughs> if you combine two or three of those, it's like ah help. <laughs> oh god yeah nightmare <laughs> but yeah i really like that one so my 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 last one uh this is a bit more of an obscure one so we've talked about like some big games that get played quite a lot a lot of the club but this is one that i don't see very often but i, I really liked it when i played it uh, this is a game that i played with tom tom cauldron this is a game called via nebula um yeah. this is kind of a resource gathering game so you kind of uh, have a board in front of you uh, sorry a board in front of all the players and it's got hexes on it and you uh, drop like building tiles down and then what you have to do is you have to get these building tiles to to build uh, to the resources to build the uh, to build the buildings that you've got in your hand these are cards uh, so there's a couple of actions that you can do so you can put tiles down uh, that that make a route and you can build buildings and you can gather resources and things like that but the the, the way it works is that um you kind of put stuff on the on the board. Uh, it's all it's all foggy to start off with. It's, it's all like covered in fog, uh, and the tiles that you place down kind of connect up the the building sites to the actual resources where you can gather resources. So there's stuff like wood, there's um, stone, there's um, something else as well. I can't remember what it is, but you, uh, you you kind of have to link up these these locations on the board, uh, and other people are linking them up as well because they want to get the resources to their building sites. So you have a spot on the board with a build with some resources like three or four wood, for example, and then you have a building site, and then obviously you're linking it up. But people are linking their building sites up to the resources as well, so they'll be taking wood off when they when they link it up. So sometimes you'll put um, a, a worker down who's 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 generating wood, and you'll link your building site to it. You'll take a couple of wood off and build your building, but that 
that worker will stay there until that until that spot is empty and then you can take the worker back so if nobody else has taken that wood he's kind of stuck there so you'll you'll have to take the wood off or you'll have to you know tempt somebody else into doing it so it's kind of that balance of of you know you, you want to you want to the resource for yourself but you can't be greedy because if you just build a link to your resources and nobody else is using it, the, your workers are just stick out. You only get two or three workers, so you don't get many, and they kind of stick out there. Um, so it's 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 really streamlined. It's uh, fast to play. You know, when you take an action, it's like really quick. You just do an action, either put a tile down or put a worker down and pick up a resource, whatever it might be. Build a building, and uh, you know the most points at the end wins. But it's it's so streamlined and so quick to play. But there's a lot of a lot of depth there in, in kind of figuring out what other people want. Do you want to put these um, uh, links down to your do, do you want to steal, you know, you want to link your sites to other players resources, which are going to help them out and stuff like that. So it's a lot of a lot of decisions where it's kind of you have to balance it. You know, you have to balance like what's good for me and what's good for the other players because it's going to help them out as well. So this is a really good one. Um, it's quick to play. It's players, I think, between up to four players. Mm. Yeah, plays with four players uh, via Nebula. Have you, have you played that one? Sammy? I've not I played that one. I'm just looking at the, at the yeah. uh, board game geek page. It does look quite interesting. It's, yeah, it's a bit of an obscure one. It's not one that I've seen played very often, and it's not like a really no. big popular one. But it's but a fantastic you, game. It is really good. I think good I'd like fun. to try that now. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it is good. It's um, it's very Euro in its mechanisms. It's very mechanical. There's not much theme there. <laughs> Fair but um, but yeah, the uh, some of the buildings give you like special abilities or special powers. Uh, it plays plays well, two players, four players, whatever it is, it plays quite well either way. It kind of scales down a little bit, you know. If you've got two players, you you don't get as many resources, and you have to build a few more buildings and things. But mm-hmm. works works well either way. But yeah, yeah, it's a really good one. Um, so yeah, via via Nebula, that's called. Okay. Okay. So that, that's all our games that we've played then. So uh, I think that's pretty pretty much it for this episode. So Samuel, thank you very much for joining me. It's been thank a pleasure you. talking to you. Yep. Thanks for coming on. Uh, like I say, we're Sheffield Board Gamers. Uh, if you want to check us out, come to the forum, uh, www.sheffieldboardgamers.com. Uh, have a look at uh, have a look at us up, up on uh, Facebook. We're on there. We put um, pictures on there, all the games we're playing, and uh, you can contact us that way as well. So get in touch if you want to, to come and join us. Uh, in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye for now. Bye. <laughs>